Welcome. You are listening to SIB Life Church Sermon Audio Podcast. If you would like to know about SIB Life, including our online service time, you can join us online at siblife.my. One more time. Good morning, church. So good to see all of you today. And uh, for those of you who have uh, voted, well done. Puji Tuhan. Puji Tuhan. We prayed for it. We prayed for it. Yeah, we prayed for it. Yep, yep. Show me the finger. Show me the finger. <laughs> Show me the finger. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. And actually, there, there are some of our members, East Malaysian, who are voted here. Yeah, uh, they are. They are. My, my friends and then also our members. So they're like, well, good, because they, they've been staying here for a few years and then they decided like, okay, we want to be the... East Malaysian who voted in Semenanjung. Puji Tuhan, Puji Tuhan, you know. Praise the Lord. Wow. So, uh, so good to be back. Uh, you know, uh, yesterday, yesterday we, we had a time um, gathering, I mean, picnic, lah, our, our family uh, life group uh, with some um, working adults and also students in Cyberjaya. Anybody live in Cyberjaya? No, right. Jemima, yes, there you go. <laughs> so, in our church, right, when we first started SIB Life, um, we are thinking that, you know, okay, lah, maybe for those who are staying in PJ and KL, then uh, this is closer to them. But as we be faithful to God's calling, you know, God keep on sending people. Let me tell you, we have members all the way from Rawang, we have members like all the way from Klang. We have members all the way from Punchak Alam. You attend Punchak Alam, like really Ulu, you know. And then yeah, like myself in Republic of Dunkil, which is which is 15 uh, kilometers from KLIA, like that far. And 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 like we say, wow, how long? I mean, if people want to come to our church, they they are so blessed by the fellowship. They are so blessed by the word of God. If the people want to come, should we say like, hey, don't come, don't come, don't come. I mean, go closer lah. You know, easier. No, right? We want to be faithful. And then uh, it, 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 we have this uh, good problem, okay? Good problem because especially students, they want to come to our church. And of course, we don't have our church van, okay? Um, but still, if these students want to come, let us welcome them, let us bring them to church. So what we, we did, uh, just last month, we started a life group, you know, uh, for the family. And then we discovered that there are few students. So, okay. Pastor Dan said, that, let us start this cell whereby family, working adults, and students in one cell, you know, want to create this, this, this new, new type of cell. Uh, we want to get the students to, to you know, feel that they have family, especially, you know, in Cyberjaya and Putrajaya. So we did our picnic uh, uh, yesterday. It was good, you know, get to know one another, healing, healing, orang putih bilang, you know, so... Uh, for those of you who have friends, families, you know, who are living uh, in or working in Cyberjaya, Putrajaya, yeah, connect with me, connect with us. We would like to get them in. You know, we have students from uh, University of Cyberjaya, MMU joining us, and then UM, you know, UM, there's, there, they have one campus in uh, Cyberjaya, and then we have UITM Denkil as well. Again, you know, these are the students that we, we don't, if you know, if you know Cyber Life, we don't really spread like flyers, you know, like, oh, to, to the college university. No, they got to know us through their friends, through social media. So these students want to come to our church. Yeah, so I'm so glad that we have uh, amazing uh, leaders, members who have volunteered themselves to drive the, the students. Uh, in fact, uh, just now I saw in the, 
WhatsApp, you know, they're, they're arranging, you know, who's going to pick up these people here and there. So we welcome all of you who have friends and family in Sabujaya, come and join us. And if you want to be drivers, you know, say, Pastor, I think maybe once a month I can commit myself to uh, pick up the students and send them back. Connect with us, all right? Okay, Sabujaya, Putrajaya. Woo. Who knows, right? We have SIB Live Sabujaya. Okay, anyway... <coughs> Um, talking, talking about uh, YA, YA camp, you know, the theme is reconnect, reconnect, okay? Make sure you don't miss the early bird price. It is only 150 sahaja. And um, are, I got messages from uh, people from other church asking me, Pastor, can we register, you know? I said, wow, people from non-SIB Life wanted to register. And uh, SIB Life, only eight, eight people registered since last week. I mean, I, I know, I know, like, we typical, uh, you know, East Malaysian kan, or, yeah, tidak apa nanti itu, Pastor, Pastor Wake, Pastor Dan can always say, like, can lah, can lah, gitu, I was like, well, once we open it to other churches, you know, they will, like, you know, beratur, berbut-rebut, mau join, so, don't forget, you know, register yourself, talk about um, reconnect, and then just now, Pastor Lenny mentioned about healing, you know, this is a really famous word that's being used nowadays, especially post-pandemic, you know? Sikit-sikit mau healing. Sikit-sikit mau healing. Stress lah. Oh, healing, 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 you know? Wow. My dad's generation, even my generation, okay, I'm not that old lah, okay? Yeah, I'm the early Gen Y. So, <laughs> the word healing, right, it's different, you know? Healing is like when you got wounded, like, okay, you know, you put your medicine and you he got healed lah. So for us, if we got stress and everything, we have our own way, like, you know, pray or just man up or just swallow the bitter pill, lah, you know, then mm, that's how, you know, build that resilience. But I notice that nowadays, a uh, little bit of stress, oh, I need healing, 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 like, wow. So today's sermon, okay, connected to that healing, you know, um, we're going to read in um, Matthew chapter 12. Okay, Matthew chapter 12. If you have your Bible, open your Bible with, together with me. In Matthew chapter 12, so I'm going to skip chapter 11 because I'm going to leave it for um, Pastor Dan to preach on it. Okay, yeah. We forward, you know, we skip one chapter. We go to Matthew chapter 12, verse 1 to 21. Okay, I hope I can cover verse 15 to 21, but see how it goes today, all right, the time. So let me start with verse 1. At that time, I'm, I'm reading from the Christian Senate uh, Bible. At that time, Jesus passed through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick and eat some heads of grain. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, See, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Haven't you read? What, uh, read what David did when he and those who were with him were hungry. How he ent- entered the house of God and they ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for him or for those with him to eat, but only for the priests. Or haven't you re- read in the law that on Sabbath days the priests in the, template, in the temple violate the Sabbath and are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. 
Let me stop there. Come, let's bow our head and pray. Father God, we commit this time into your hands. Lord, we know the world has offered a lot of ways for us to recharge, to rest, you know, um, to heal ourselves, Lord Father God. But today we want to go back to your word, Lord Father God, the truth, Lord Jesus, about Sabbath, Lord Father. So God, give us understanding and clarity. May your Holy Spirit touch our hearts, you know, our eyes and ears so that we can really, Lord Father God, Capture your truth, Lord, for through today's sermon. Thank you, Father God. We pray all this in Jesus' name. And all those people say, Amen. So, based on what we read today, I want us to observe how the Pharisees at the time, you know, during Jesus' time, seems like um, agitated. Agitated. Agitated means like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Huh? Agitated, yeah, sensitive, and, 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 and easily, how should I say, you know, provoke or short fuse, they call it, okay? Agitated uh, by every action and word of Jesus. Now, in previous chapter, which is in uh, chapter 8, 9, and previous chapters in the Gospel of Matthew, and also in other part of the Gospel, we can see how the Pharisees, the Pharisees always react negatively to anything Jesus and his followers do. Always. They, are, they, are, they will always react negatively. Have you ever dealt with people like the Pharisees or not? In your life, okay? Maybe in your workplace, in your uni, at home, you know? in, uh, I don't know, your neighbors, even in your, your own family, there are people like, it's, they, they always have negative comments about you. anything. Apapapun yang kamu buat, it was like, always have negative things to say. You know? It seems like your behavior being watched by them 24-7. Like, everything you post, even when you type in the WhatsApp group, uh, you type something and then you want to delete that, uh, they already see, like, oh, hey, hey, why you delete? Why you delete? You're not like, ah, you know? And, 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 and they always see that everything you say, it is, everything is wrong, you know? Even though others who, who, who see what you do for them, it's like, okay, what? Nothing wrong, what? It's a normal thing. But for these people, like, hmm. Anything is negative. They always wait for the time for you to do, to, 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 what? to screw up, to, to do something bad, and then, you know, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. I've experienced it before. So, the Pharisees demonstrate the characteristics of those who are restless. People who are restless, they are like the Pharisees. You know, like restless? You know, um, or yeah, easily agitated, and and we'll see that how this restlessness affects them in their relationship with the people around them. They didn't know about this because this is Pharisees with their pride. You know, they 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 thought that they are the best. You know, and and but they didn't know that actually deep in their heart they are feeling restless. Feeling restless, yeah? And not only the people around them, but with the Messiah himself, which is Jesus Christ. 
Now, so I believe today's sermon is God's message for each of us, including myself, right? So I'm going to title my sermon today, True Sabbath for the Restless Soul. True Sabbath for the Restless Soul. Now, before that, let me pause for a while. The media, I can't connect my phone to the <laughs> Mac, all right? Okay, so if not, you have to pay attention and then just follow me, you know, yeah. So, what's the meaning of restless or weary? Yeah. In short, restlessness is when someone is unwilling or unable to stay still or to be quiet and calm. You know, because of what? Because they are worried or they got bored. Am I, am I talking about somebody here? You know, you know, we, we all, we all, I'm not saying that they express, we all have our own moment when we're feeling restless, correct or not? I'm not saying that there are only certain people, but all of us, including myself, as a father, I have a moment of restlessness, you know, dealing with my kids. <laughs> yeah, but today I'm talking about restlessness to that another level that really causes us to um, lose our peace. And like the Pharisees, we are being so restless to the point whereby anything, everything that's happening around us, we have always have negative uh, comments about it, negative reactions towards it. Until we, 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 uh, we, we have this bitterness in our heart. Yeah. So I remember my first experience, you know, when... Uh, waiting for my wife to deliver our first child, okay, the first child. So in the first child, so my, I remember my wife said, like, okay, natural uh, labor. I said, like, okay, natural labor, okay, okay. I remember that time I have to, she already at the hospital. I'm at the hospital, but that time, I think she left something, you know. She left something like at home. I think I need to get something. So I returned home, you know. In, in Miri, and then like I said, okay, please, please don't, don't deliver yet. Wait for me, you know, wait for me. You know, like all this in the in the movie. You know, you always have the husband in the labor room. You know, so I want to have that. You know, my phone is ready. You know, I'm going to capture the moment. You know, so I was driving when I arrived at the hospital. I saw my I mean my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law, and then I'm waiting outside. Oh, they didn't allow us, me husband, to enter because it's a government hospital. At the time, and I was like, "Wow, I'm feeling restless." Like, "Howla, howla!" And then I remember, you know, a uh, few months ago, few months before that, my mom said, "You know, ah, uh, some people are uh, they're so worried about their 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 baby. You know, they take the baby uh, the face like monkey or how, you know." And in kampung lah, people in kampung. And then I was like, "Oh, howla, the face! Wow, I haven't prayed with my wife. Oh, oh, really? I'm feeling restless." And then not long after that, eh, our first son, you know being ushered out from the uh, delivery room. And I remember, yeah, she was thinking like, I don't remember. And I was like, yes, but I remember. Because I was like amazed. Like my son looking at me, I look at this little thing, you know, the baby, I was like, Nini, you know, and then take my phone, you know. And then I discovered that my wife didn't go through that, not, not normal because it's painful, huh? okay, it's painful. So just cesarean. I was like, oh, but as long as my wife and baby, healthy, uh, safe, okay. That's my restless moment. 
But after that, wow, puji Tuhan, hallelujah. Oh, you know, like, like typical first time father, right? Post on social media, oh, everything, like, wow, 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 wow. You know, like everything about my son. Second child, just relax. I can cut the medical cords, like, yeah. But still a bit restless because it's my first time. There's a lot of blood, you know. My phone already ready, you know. But how, 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 you know. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Third child, that time is very special. If you still remember, if you are with us from our old uh, premise in Crimson, third child, our daughter, I was preaching at that time on Sunday when my wife uh, gave birth to her. So uh, I, I remember the people, uh, my, my sister-in-law didn't tell me because she don't want me to, you know, lose focus. But yeah, it's two services. First service, my daughter was born. And then after the end of that service, then my sister, sister-in-law messaged me. I said, oh, i got second service coming up, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, so this is my experience, okay? Now, why I'm saying this? I want you to understand that restlessness for all of us, we all have our moment of restlessness, okay? But I'm not, uh, what I mean by restless in this, in this context is when you really feel that nobody can calm you down. I mean, like, you feel like, mm, Mm. I mean, like, people prayed for you, people give you encouragement, people help you out with everything. You feel like, no, 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 something, oh, oh, you know, feel like agitated. You can't sleep, you know, yeah. You see, when you didn't finish your assignment or deadline because of your own slackness, you should be restless because it's your fault. You should be restless. I'm like, chill, chill. The peace of God is... No, 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 no. You should be rest, restless. Finish your assignments. If you are in your workplace, right, your boss gives you some tasks to do and they say you must do this and then if you didn't do it because of you feeling, being lazy and everything, you should be restless. You understand what I mean? You know? But this is the thing. When restlessness has become our identity or lifestyle, then it is something for us to watch for. You understand what I mean? You know, there are people, there are friends or family members around us. We know that every time we meet this person, always restless. God, well, you know, I don't know, I worry, you know, you cannot, uh, okay, but you know, like every time. Have you met the kind of person before? Don't look around, okay? Just I'm asking you. Have you met the kind of person before? Yeah. Over the past few days, I did some reading and, and, and quick research uh, on the indicators or signs. This, okay? Now, um, this could be um, one uh, of the indicators, one or more of the indicators of uh, a restless soul. Now, but let me give you a disclaimer. I'm not an expert in psychology, okay? I'm not an expert, but these six signs, I believe, a good checklist for us to identify uh, if we are showing one or more of these signs of uh, us being restless, restless souls, okay? Number one, unsettled thoughts, yeah? Whereby our minds are cluttered with a lot of things, jumping from one thought to another, you know, feeling lost without a clear purpose, you know, uh, not sure about your life's direction. It's like every day you're like, oh, you know, you know. You, you are worried about a lot of things about life. You can't find a peace of mind. Yeah? When people say like, relax, it's holiday, chill. You can't relax. Your mind keep on thinking. 
You know, you can be at the beach or at the river. People like relax, you know, drink your coffee. And you're like, wow, thinking about this, thinking about work, thinking about all those kind of things. Unsettled thoughts. Or secondly, persistent dissatisfaction. You know, now, you're feeling discontent regardless of achievements or possessions. You always want something more. Let me repeat myself. Feeling discontent regardless of achievements or possessions. You already achieved something good. But you say, no, 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 not enough, not enough, not enough. You already have something, but you say, no, 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 I need more, 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 more. Always seeking something more. You know, uh, this person who are, you know, big restless, Cause you, you cause you to chase material. Believe that you believe that if you have a lot of possessions, if you are wealth, it will bring inner peace. Now, during the pandemic, we have seen that there are a lot of people who seems to have everything: job, family, career, and everything, house, wealth. During the pandemic. They suffer. Some of them even took their own life. It's like, hey, how come? While us, why if I have house like him, I can have peace. <laughs> now, thirdly, you might have this uh, restlessness in your soul if you keep on seeking for external validation. You relying heavily on the opinions and validation of other people so that you, can, you feel like worthy, of, uh, worthy and secure. Especially in social media, you know? Yeah? <laughs> Let me tell you, sometimes we, we thought that, oh, the Gen Z, normal, huh? Gen Z, everything want to post, how many likes they get, everything. Let me tell you, to be honest, even adults, uncle, uncle, and auntie, auntie also, we thought they're knowing it. You know, how you post in the WhatsApp group, family, post, 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 hey, I'm here, and then like you, of course, there's no likes, nobody likes, you know, you can, you can see the likes, like in Instagram, I mean, you can't see, because in, but you're hoping that somebody's going to respond, like, wow, so jealous, lah. wow, so clever, lah, your son, wow, so clever, lah, your wow, you have that validation. Now, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mentioning about anybody in this place, but if this is talk about you, now, Let's respond to it. You know, I remember this one time, my dad, before he returned to Lawas, you know, um, he told me, yeah, he reminded me this, son, remember, don't do your ministry to gain favor from people. It's like, okay, dad, okay, dad. It's okay if people didn't call you uh, pastor, if it's okay if people didn't recognize who you are. Okay, dad. It's okay if people didn't put your picture in front of the social media, their church, when they invite you. It's okay. Okay, then. Because he, he told me, I got a lot of my friends, huh? Well, I can see, huh? Some uh, post their picture like, in their ministry like, and everything, you know. He said, oh, okay. Hmm. You know. Be careful with that. When we seek for external validation, you might not post in uh, Instagram or, you know, TikTok or whatever, and you might not get that likes, you know, like how the Gen Z or Gen Y but deep in your heart, you know you're craving for it. Or maybe in your, in your workplace, you try to outperform your friends, your colleague. 
you struggle like, oh, oh I, I, I must make sure that my boss notice me. And then when, when you after do the, all the hard work, you present, you do presentation, you look at your boss and your boss said, okay, you feel crushed. Like, huh? Just okay? Maybe I need to work hard more. Oh, I need to work hard. Oh, wow. All right? Which brings me to the next one. You probably suffer from restlessness when you constantly keep yourself busy overloading your schedule. But pastor, come on. I'm a hustler, pastor. In KL, hustler, you know? Like, haha, you know the hustling culture? I know. It's good, working hard. Working hard is good. Like, we are, we are so grateful. I know all of us are grateful for our ancestors, grandfather, our parents who work hard in order for us to be where we are today. Amen? Yeah, some of you students, now you are working. How your parents work hard. Puji Tuhan. But I'm talking about excessive busyness. You have off day, but you feel like, no lah, no lah. People always see me as a busy person. If I'm not busy, uh, if I watch TikTok, uh, people comment that I'm like just, you know, malasla. No, 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 no. I must show the people that I work hard. You know, I must show people that every day I bring the Bible everywhere I go. Who read the Bible? You know, like, I mean, I'm just kidding. You know? Yeah. What I mean by fear of missing out, FOMO. You know, FOMO? Okay, fear of missing out. You know? You are feeling anxious about missing out out on experience or opportunity. You remember before the pandemic, SS15 in Subang, there's this one lane, you know, like, wow, the bubble tea. I mean, come on, come on, like left and right, left and right, left and right. Everybody wants to try. I, don't, I remember those days, you know, after church, I remember, uh, but I, we didn't try the whole, the whole roller, I mean, the shops, you know. Uh, I brought my wife and my family, go there after church, go sing and buy the boba tea. Okay, oh, this is nice, 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 nice. And then the following week or maybe next month, go to another shop because in SS15, now most of them close. Lah. FOMO. Nah. What's the popular brand back then? Zing Futang. <laughs> right, 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 some of you. Now got a lot, lah. Blackwell, lah, whatever, lah. I don't know, got a lot. So, some of us, like, no, no, we must, we must, we must. We must post in social media. <laughs> you know, like, hey, you know. So we got so busy, caught up with what, whatever is happening around us. Anything new, we want to be there, you know. Everybody buy concert tickets, we also want, although we don't know who's the artist, just like, be in it, like, come on. You know, I'm not talking about anybody in this church because you guys come to church, okay. So, so, busyness can become tied to one's identity and self-worth. And the next one, right? You neglect self-care because you prioritize uh, others' needs over your own well-being and neglecting self-care. Your boss asks you to do this here and that, and then, of course, your boss didn't know whether you, you eat, you sleep, you got enough rest and everything for, for, for him. Like, okay, do this, do this. Okay, okay, boss, okay, boss. You keep on, like, doing it and you neglect your self-care. You don't exercise. You don't eat healthy food, you know. You don't connect with people, like-minded people. You don't want, you have no time for life group because you say, like, oh, it's all about work. I have no time. If you want, pastor, if you want to see me, see me on Sunday, pastor. We're like, ooh, see you on Sunday. Okay. You know. You neglect self-care. And lastly, 
restlessness in relationship. You have difficulties to form deep and lasting connections due to inner turmoil. You know, some people get themselves busy because they know if they start to like relax, chill at home, right? Keep on thinking. Now they reflect all the past relationship. Oh, no, 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 no. Keep busy, 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 busy. Because if the moment they keep quiet, still calm. Suddenly, like, hey, this is what your mom said. You are lazy, like you got to work. Why you, why you failed? Or why you didn't marry yet? Now, like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Good, good work. Get busy, get busy, get busy, everything. You know, you're scared of that peace and calm. People who are restless in a relationship, they will jump from one relationship to another without learning from it. Without learning from it. You know, they ask for validation. You know, they hope that the next, this new partner will complement the previous one or will be way better than the previous one. You know, or some of pe- people, they're in this uh, restlessness uh, to the point whereby they, they try to manufacture their own perfect relationship. And God is not in the picture. You see, throughout the Bible, we can see how the Pharisees always felt restless, offended by everything that Jesus said or did. Everything. Because you know, for the Pharisees, Jesus is a threat to them. Jesus is a threat to their, to, their, to their institution. Are you guys following me? Like Jesus is teaching that now in chapter 12, we can see how Jesus has his own follower. People talk about him, people come to him, and not to the Pharisees. They were like threatened. Like, oh my. They're feeling restless, insecure. You see? Now, in in the uh, passage that we, we, we read just now, let me, let me uh, break down in some of the key, key uh, points of today's passage, okay? The first one in verse 1 to 8 talks about plucking grain on the Sabbath. The Pharisees criticized Jesus and his disciples for plucking grain and eating it on the Sabbath. Now, it was considered a violation of the Sabbath laws. When I mention about Sabbath laws, that means it's the law that they themselves come up with it, not in the Bible, right? In response, Jesus replied them by asking them, haven't you read? Oh, no, haven't you read? No, okay. Betul, Karissa. Okay. Okay. Haven't you read? Yeah? The phrase appears in the context of various interactions between Jesus and the Pharisees. You can see all over the gospel, there are times you say, haven't you read? Go to the bacha. You don't know. <laughs> like that, like if he's, Jesus is a uh, Malaysian. You don't know. Huh? You, don't, you don't know. Ah, okay. The purpose behind Jesus using this phrase is what? To challenge the Pharisees' understanding of the scriptures and also their interpretation of the law. Whew. Now, before we continue further, let me uh, briefly explain what a Sabbath is. You know, for some of us, like, what is Sabbath? You know, I remember uh, growing up in Sandakan, I have an Indonesian friend. His name is Sabat. 
we like we laugh at his name, like Sabbath, Sabbath, you know, like you know. I didn't know the time is like Sabbath, Sabbath, you know, in the Bible, you know. But we see Sabbath, Sabbath, like ha ha, we laugh. Oh my God, for God, forgive me. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So the word Sabbath comes from Hebrew word which means what day of rest. Yeah, it's first being mentioned in Genesis chapter 2 verse 2 and also it become a, a commandment that God passed to Moses in Exodus chapter 20 verse 8. Okay, we're not, not going to go there because of time. So after creating the heavens and earth six days, God rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. It is in Genesis chapter 2 verse 2. Now, this doesn't mean that God was tired and he needed rest. Like, oh, six days, come on. Serious. Adam and Eve, you don't know, so hard, you know. I'm a hardworking God, you know. I'm a need rest. No, 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 no. We know that God is omnipotent, means he is all-powerful. He has all the power in the universe. He never gets tired. Amen? So then we think, don't ever think that God is tired. You know, hearing you pray, prayer to him, you say, God, God, can I complain of God? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't ever think that God is tired hearing you, okay? Yeah? So what does it mean that God rested on the seventh day? It simply means that he stopped what he was doing. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 8, God commanded the people to keep the Sabbath holy. He says, to keep it holy. Now, it is actually only one word in Hebrew. It means consecrate, the word to keep the Sabbath holy. Consecrate or set apart or sanctify, which means in one week, there's one day dedicated to the Lord. One day dedicated to the Lord. Yeah? And the priests in the Old Testament, they were to double the daily sacrifices on the Sabbath day. Yeah? Marking the day because they want to dedicate, ma, that one day dedicated to the Lord. Now, on the seventh day, they doubled. You know, they are the sacrifices because it's, this is the day of the Lord. So, um, for the rest of the Israelites, they were, mark, they were to mark the day with decreased activities. While the priests doubled their, their sacrifice on the Sabbath day, the Israelites will reduce the activities. They rest. Yeah, they rest in honor of the Lord. Not because, ah, I'm tired, ah, I'm tired, I need healing, healing, healing. No, 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 no. They rest, even though they are not tired, but they dedicate that day to rest in honor of the Lord. Nowadays, when we rest, because it was given to us off day, okay, la, rest. But during that rest day, what do we do? We do part-time job, we do something else. And then because we got so tired, we have no time for God. During that off day that given to us, what do we do? Focus on ourselves. Healing, 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 rest, 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 rest. But we did not dedicate it to the Lord. You might say, Pastor, I'm working from Monday to Saturday, you know, Pastor. Sunday is the only time I have. Very good. Dedicate it to the Lord. You know, this is important, you know, for us to understand the concept of Sabbath. And because uh, um, as, I, as I continue with the, uh, continue later on, you will know that how Jesus Christ is our Sabbath. It's not about a day, 
bukannya mengenai uh, hari tertentu i know uh, this is a question that being asked before that pastor you know uh, why are we worshiping go to church on sunday not on saturday right okay there's another sermon on its own right yeah but at this just one day one day for us to dedicate to the lord now just let me continue let me continue all right okay we will return to this later let me continue so when jesus said haven't you read it was a rhetorical rhetorical device to emphasize the importance of not just following the law but also to understand the heart or the intention behind the teachings of the scripture the pharisees know the law but jesus when jesus asked haven't you read it's not about whether they know or not but they he's asking them do you know the real meaning the true intention about that commandment so in verse 3 to 4 jesus refers to the incident from the old testament in first samuel chapter 21 okay where david and his companion ate the bread ate the bread of the presence or the show bread okay show bread from the house of god now that bread usually reserved for the priests david is not a priest his man the man with him is not a priest but david ate the bread and why because they are hungry and then they are running away from the enemy they are hungry so despite this action being technically against the law it was permitted due to the pressing circumstances of what hunger and need i guess following me so far so jesus said like you know now you 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 said that um, my disciples are violating the law did you read about david they are hungry my disciples are hungry it's not that we simply want to just eat now because we are hungry so this is what jesus is uh, uh, telling them so jesus continue explaining to them in verse 5 where he said He points out that even the priests in the temple engage in activities on the Sabbath. Hey, wait, Pharisees, you say that don't do anything right on 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 Sabbath. But how come the priests they engage in you know priestly duties on Sabbath? However. These priests they are considered innocent because these duties are necessary it is a it's a important crucial for because it's part of their religious service the law allow this I mean the law allow the priests to to work to serve to perform their duties during sabbath because the commands of god for the temple must be obey above the command to keep the sabbath Now let me explain Jesus was showing that work of the temple had priority for the priests over the keeping of the sabbath so as a priest keep the sabbath or serve the lord in the temple Jesus said serve the lord in the temple now this is question that being asked many years ago pastor sunday is our off day it's sabbath why do you ask us Uh, you know some of us to come to serve 
Can we just walk in the church, you know, just enjoy the service? If everybody doing it, including myself, oh, because I'm a priest, okay, I have to, okay? That means uh, I have to do the media, I have to do pressure and worship and everything, I have to dance, I have to become the life connect and everything. And you guys, the rest of you, like, Sabbath. Actually, there are people who asked me that question last time, you know, trying to, like, you know, uh, engage in like some theological uh, debate, you know. Although I'm, I, I, I'm not that really, uh, I'm not a scholar, lah, Basically, but I was saying like, if I'm the only person who are doing all this job, right? Well, I die, lah. <laughs> you know. But you see, learn from this. Jesus is saying that for the priest, whether to honor Sabbath or serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. Are you guys following me? Yeah? Now for those of you who have not served, um, I assume that you guys are so busy, or maybe you said not the time yet, Pastor. Maybe after this, Pastor. All right? Okay. Yeah? You can understand. understand. Some people have commitments, and then, yeah. But my point here is this all of us need to serve the Lord. Yes, I know. For those of you guys uh, who are not full-time, right, you work extra hours compared to us. Yeah? But there's one thing. But not, not, not many pastors will say this, but I will say this. For pastors, we don't have, we have like technically office hours, technically office hours. You know? You know, um, 9 to 5. 9.30 to 5.30. But let's say if any of you message us, call us at 7 p.m. Pastor, something wrong, pastor with my child. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you going to pay me my, for my overtime for this? I'm going to pray for you, you know, but are you going to pay me for that? We can't do that, right? Sometimes at 10 o'clock at night, no, 11 or midnight, people, Pastor, Pastor, can I call you, Pastor? I really personally call you. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. This guy, uh, you know, trouble, 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 trouble. It's my job. This is, you know, I need to, like, you know, self-care, self-care. I cannot, no, no, cannot. I cannot. Seriously, we can't do that. Because we are your shepherd. That's our duty, our responsibility to take care of the flocks. You know? Our off day, official off day for pastors, if you don't know, is Monday. But Monday you guys are working. And then if you guys looking for gonna look for us, we can't say like, wait, 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 it's my off day, huh? Please contact me tomorrow. What if it's urgent? Just so that you know, lah, huh? Okay? You know, for me as a pastor, when I'm leading the ministry and team, I can't call them like, hey, can you guys meeting, uh, have a video call with me, uh, 11 a.m.? No, they are working in the office. What? So I have to wait after they finish their work, meeting with them at night. So my office hours as a pastor, technically, it's 9 to 5. But in reality, yeah, we are always on call. Right? Yeah. So that's why I, I, I told my uh, wife and my kids, you know, yeah, sometimes they say, like, oh, Daddy, you're still working, but there's a season for it. There's a season, especially preparing for an event and stuff like that. We have a lot of meetings, and we ha- I have to do it at night because that's the only time available when all those in the committee, you know, are free. Yeah. My point here is this. Yes, we get busy with our work and our life, but always remember to honor Sabbath. And if we required, we are required to serve on a Sabbath day, 
Just like what Jesus say here. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. Yeah. David's story and this reference to the law, yeah, Jesus, uh, what he's trying to do is Jesus want to focus on the center point, the, the, the real, the real uh, theme, you know. When he mentioned about Sabbath and everything, right, he, he wants to bring that, the, the Pharisees to focus on the, the real point, which is his identity, his identity. That's why um, in verse 6, mention this. I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. You know, after mentioning about the Sabbath, and then he continued with that, six, suddenly. He said, something greater than temple is here. Now, the temple was the center of the Jewish religion. In the Old Testament, God himself commanded Moses that all public worship and sacrifice were to take place in the temple. Now, according to the Jews, the temple is a visual presence of God dwelling in the midst of his people. I guess what I mean so far? So for the Jews, for the Pharisees, the temple is sacred. They're like, who? You know, it's, it's a, a, a symbol of God's presence. Yeah? For Jesus to say that he was greater than the temple meant that God was present in him. It meant that people could uh, have access to the presence of God through him. It meant that Jesus was the actual center of God's presence in the world. So when he said like something greater than the temple is here, Jesus is referring to himself. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 3, verse 4 to 4, it says, For Jesus is considered worthy of more glory than Moses, just as the builder has more honor than the house. Now every house is built by someone, but the one who built everything is God. So in this passage, it talks about Jesus himself. While the Pharisees is focused on the physical temple and everything in it, Jesus told the Pharisees that he is greater than the temple. He is the Messiah. He is the master builder who builds everything. He is God. He is telling them that I am the master building, but master master builder, I am God. I am not bound by your man-made religious rules because I created everything. So when Jesus said in verse 7, if you know what I mean, yeah, if you know what I mean, or what it means, he was quoting Hosea uh, uh, chapter 6, verse 6. For I desire faithful love and not sacrifice. The knowledge of God rather than burnt offering. He was saying that this, Pharisees, if only you know the true heart of God, which is the real meaning and the real reason of Sabbath, if only you know the real meaning of Sabbath, you would know the heart of God and you will not condemn 
my disciples. Because Jesus' disciples was innocent. I guess following me so far? Right? And the Gospel of Mark also wrote about this event in Mark chapter 2, verse 27. He told them the Sabbath was made for men and not men for the Sabbath. Mark highlighted the true purpose of Sabbath. The true purpose of Sabbath. So when God introduced and instituted Sabbath, the original intention is not to burden the people. Not to burden the people. You know, but what these Pharisees did was the opposite. They add burden for the people. Now, let me explain a little bit about the burden that the Jews had, you know, the Jews had to bear, the people had to bear uh, in the old days. Now, according to the religious law, the Jews, their man-made law, not, not from the Bible, but the, their man-made law, um, it is called uh, halakha, halakha. There are 39 things, 39 things. I know your eyes also like, uh, I don't want to read faster. Yes, 39 things. This is the main category. You got sub, 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 sub category. A lot of like example, you know. 39 categories of things that were commonly forbidden on Sabbath. Sewing lah, plowing lah. Oh, my wife habis kena. Tidak boleh. You know, on Sunday, oh, cannot. You know, like sinner. You know, yeah. Baking, those of you who love to bake, mm-hmm-hmm, you know, can't. Now, let, let, let me give you some example of the sabbatical laws made by the religious leaders. Some of them like really ridiculous, okay? So, this one law says this. If you threw an object in the air and caught it with one, oh, oh, with another, hair, with another hand, you're working. You violate the law. Wow. Yeah? A tailor, if you're a tailor, on the Sabbath, you cannot carry your needle. Because you know what? You will be tempted to sew something. You cannot carry. If you are a writer or, or a scribe, you cannot carry your pen because you might write and violate the law. So you cannot carry your pen. And if you, uh, also one of one, 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 the law is you cannot examine anybody's clothing. You cannot check people's clothing. You know, like girls, you're like, how, how, how do you think? Okay, go on. Cannot check, cannot, cannot. Just like don't check because you know what? You'll be tempted if you see like a, a thread ka, button, la, you're like, hey, could I put it? Ah, that's work. You violate the law. And this is one thing. One more, one more, one more. A woman cannot look into the mirror on Sabbath. You cannot look in the mirror. You know why? If you look in the mirror, like, oh, I've got gray hair, and then you might pluck it, you violate the Sabbath. And one more, one more. It's like, this is extreme. If you got hurt, you got cut on Sabbath day, you cannot put medicine. Because when you put the medicine, your body is a working mark to heal. That's work. And one last one. Okay, one last one, I promise. There's just a lot, actually. You know, this is 39, it's like just a bane category, got none of you cannot walk more than 1,999 steps. Or, yeah. So imagine if you wear your Apple Watch can distance. Alama! Cannot, cannot. But, 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 if you read, uh, they, have like, they have like some like uh, loopholes to it. You have to put a string, you know, put a string from your house can, you put a string or a rope can, so it's like extension of your house. 
So you are, no, I'm not leaving my house. Like this in my, in my, I'm in my house. Really, really. Come on, that's so ridiculous, you know. So this, can you imagine living in that community? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do that? It becomes a burden. If your child asks for ice cream or want to eat something, you know, and alama, I need to go to the shop. Oh, cannot. It's more than 1,999 steps. How lah? Cannot, huh? Tomorrow, tomorrow. If you got hurt, it's emergency. No, no, cannot. I remember, okay, no, this is real story. My dad married my mom, right, in the, on the midnight, okay? On the midnight, uh, on the, oh, gosh, oh, 3rd February. So, 2nd February, it was actually Sunday. So, they, they didn't know. Young couple, ma, you know, like, uh, it's all about love, okay? <laughs> so, okay, 2nd February, prepare everything, you know, the, the, the wedding preparation, all that. And then the pastor said, hey, Tidak boleh kawin hari minggu. Sunday, you cannot get married, you know. You know? You have, Sabbath, ma. You rest. Wow. So, <laughs> my mom and dad like, okay lah. We eat lah. Don't get married lah. We eat lah. So, that means the wedding receptions happen before the wedding ceremony. Eat, 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 eat. Past 12 midnight. Like, okay, now there's ceremony. Like, can you imagine that? Uh? Yeah. I thought it's a joke, but it's really true. So, I still remember my dad showed the old photos, you know. It was night. And then got the lampu palm, kerosene palm, you know, like, like hanging there. I was like, wow, hardcore, hardcore, hardcore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Even my dad, he has his own personal, what, personal lesson that he learned, lah, you know, so on Sabbath. Uh, but I think he, he got somehow changed his mind now. He have better understanding. Lah. But uh, I think that's how God uh, teach him. So he is a football freak. Okay? You know, like Sarawakens, Lumbawang, you play football like Makan Bola, Tidur Bola, Minum, Coca Cola, if you remember that advertisement. Okay? So he played football. Sunday, go to church. Huh? This, is, this is after he, he uh, after we already, all, all, all my siblings already, uh, uh, the family. So after church, in the afternoon, okay, round four. Pergi Padang, main bola. You know, play. And because he's good, according to him lah, he's good, he represents his company for like inter, because he, he worked with the Japanese company before, so inter, uh, company, Japanese company lah, basically. So he's the striker or midfielder. And then he said that there's one time, it was on Sunday morning, he didn't go to church. My, 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 my mom and uh, uh, me and my siblings went to church. He didn't play because he represents. This company, he played, he, he explained to me, and then sometimes I, I laugh like, when he explained to other people, like, you know, Kotawa, uncle, man, bola, the ball is so fast, my legs turn like, wow, like twist, you know, like that. He, he explained like that, like, I was like, wow, how, like, twist, you know? For a few months, he wear crutches. He said, the moral of the story, don't play on Sunday. Don't play football on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, really, you know? Which happens that he don't play football on Sunday. But he play ping pong. Because injured, ma, so play ping pong. La. <laughs> that's my dad, that's my dad, you know. But the moral story is this, you know. When it comes to Sabbath, usually we, be, we are no different than, than the Pharisees. We are so legalistic. Now, some of you might be saying, Pastor, I'm not a Pharisee. Sunday I come to church, I don't mind, you know. Uh, if I see another Christians, you know, uh, go for holiday ka, or rest ka, makan ka, do whatever on Sunday. I, I, I won't stumble. I'm not like a Pharisee, but you are like Pharisees. 
when you got agitated, you become legalistic over certain things that people do, certain Christian things uh, they, they do. The way they dress, huh? See? You see or not? You see or not? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't. Nowadays, more than just WhatsApp. You see, people sitting next to you. Right row, number two. Yeah, you, see, you, see, you see the dress? How come come to church like this? Huh? Okay, no, no. Hi, Shalom. You know? Oh, it's common in church. Not in SIB life, lah, I know, because I'm from that kind of church before, you know? Yeah. We're feeling like really restless. And then somehow if, if there's one particular church members that you know that from the first day they walk in the church, you know, like, mm-hmm, from top to bottom, you scan, mm, oh, you can't enter the church like this, cannot. From that day onwards, you always aim on that person. Like, oh, every time you come to church, ah, see, always look. You don't bother about the church, the pastors, the sermon. No, you always look at the person. Like, really? You are like the Pharisees, guys. You are like the Pharisees. I remember, again, so many stories about today. You know, uh, my friend, uh, a few years ago, uh, when, when, during my uni days, my friend got long hair, a guy, long hair. So, you know, in SIB, especially SIB churches, guy with a long hair is a, uh, 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 okay? You are, you are like the tax collector, okay? So, so, this one time, I visited my friend, okay, in his church, okay? He's a drummer too, okay? So I was like jamming with him. Like, this is during weekdays, not even Sunday. So he was long hair. He didn't tie his hair, you know, because it's not Sunday. So he was like play the drums. And then, tau tau, the senior pastor is in the office. So he come down, you know, you know, like typical senior pastor. No, not like our senior pastor, but typical pastor. We're smart, you too, you know. No, no, look at us, me and him. I was like, that's it, la, die, la, die. He looked at me and said, you know what he said? Yang macam ni kena ban ini daripada gereja. Like this will be banned in church. I was like, oh. And then my friend like, <laughs> you know like that. Man. Serious. And then like, I, I asked my friend, so how lah? Oh, I still go to church that Sunday. You know, because for him, you know, he's so used to it. Being, you know, ridiculed, being mocked by Christians in church. But for, for him, I don't know. I mean, he's not also too spiritual, but I, I believe he, he understands that. He knows that God accepts him like, for who he is, like, you know. But, yeah. So, again, Jesus used that example, you know, when he explained about uh, him as the Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus told them that, like, you know what, you do all this law, all this Sabbath, everything, you don't really understand the meaning of Sabbath. It's not to burden my people. It, it's to give them rest. Yeah? So now you know why Jesus responded the way he responded to the Pharisees. Now, let's move on, okay? You know, and soon. Verse 8, Jesus introduced himself as the Lord, uh, okay, sorry, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. You know, he introduced himself as Son of Man. Now, there are two titles being mentioned here. Number one, Son of Man, and the second one, Lord of the Sabbath. Yeah? By claiming the title of Son of Man, Jesus aligns himself with the prophetic figure from Daniel's vision in Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 to 14. Okay? There's a vision. Whereby in that vision, the, uh, Daniel saw a figure like a Son of Man. 
coming with the clouds of heaven and he is given dominion and, 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 and everlasting kingdom. That's the vision that Daniel saw. Yeah? So Jesus, by saying that son of man, he equated himself with God the Father, becoming God in a human form. Yeah? Jesus used this phrase, son of man, to connect himself with the messianic expectation of the Jewish people. Because the Jewish believe that the Messiah will come, the Son of Man will come. And then this is why when Jesus said, like, the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath, when he introduced himself as the Son of Man, like, the Pharisees were like, what? You call yourself Son of Man? God? Hmm. The second title, Lord of the Sabbath. Here Jesus is telling the Pharisees that his identity as God, the one who instituted instituted the Sabbath. He is the true Sabbath. He is the true rest that we all need. Amen. Matthew's intention seemed to connect the event uh, in verse 9 to 14 and also verse 1 to 8 because he wants to emphasize his main point is about Sabbath and, and to show us how great burden is placed on the Jews at that time. You see, in uh, 9 uh, verse 14 talks about the healing uh, on the Sabbath whereby Jesus entered the synagogues and, and encountered someone with a withered hand. Withered hand, okay? So, <laughs> what is withered hand? I was like, wait, withered hand. In Bahasa Indonesia line, okay? Withered hand talks about a condition where uh, the muscles... Of the hand got shrunken and the limb is shorter than it should be. So basically like that lah. Okay, ada kecacatan. Now, so the Pharisees, religious leaders at that time, were watching closely to see if Jesus would heal that man on Sabbath. You see? The intention again is to find fault in Jesus, find an excuse to condemn him. Again, Jesus responds to the Pharisees' question by asking them whether it is lawful to heal on Sabbath. You know, he used this uh, simple argument. He, he, he points out okay, uh, 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 that if one of them had a ship, okay, you can read, okay, and that ship fell into a pit on the Sabbath, they would surely rescue it. That shows what? that they have compassion and doing good were not prohibited on the Sabbath. He then emphasized, Jesus then emphasized the greater value of human being compared to a ship. You see, Jesus is saying that if you can, can really rescue your ship on Sabbath day because they're important, what more is us, human, you know? We have our need, our need even more important than a ship's need. Then after saying that, Jesus go, uh, goes on to heal the man's uh, withered hand and that demonstrating his authority and his compassion. And as we know, the act of healing on the Sabbath angers the Pharisees. They become furious. You see, that's again, same Jesus appeared before them one person who, with a withered hand, they respond to Jesus, they receive the healing. But the other group, the Pharisees, 
instead of praising God, instead of being happy and rejoice because somebody got healed, they got angry because what? Jesus violated their laws. So up to this point, we can see how Jesus responded to the Pharisees' attack on him regarding the Sabbath. So, what lesson can we learn about the Sabbath from our passage today? You know, like I mentioned just now, some of you might say, oh, pastor, that means huh, I must take off the law. Sunday, uh, must go to church, must go to church. And how about those who are in Kelantan and Trengganu and Johor? Because their service is not on Sunday. It's on Friday. I remember going to church on Friday in Kelantan. I remember ministry. And my friend, there's one, a few, uh, some uh, Asabi church in, in, in JB, they have two services on Friday night, I think Saturday or Sunday. Because in Johor, the JB especially, somebody, people who work in the government, they're off on uh, Friday and then Sunday they have to work. But those in the private, like us, you know. So does it mean that when it comes to Sabbath, we must take off day and come to church? It's more than that. It is more than that. Do you still remember the real purpose of God introducing the Sabbath? You know? If the Sabbath is only talks about rest day or holiday, why are there so many people who are still tired, fatigued, and still burnt out after returning from holiday or healing, healing, you know? Why? Why are some people still feeling restless after more than 8 hours or 12 hours of sleep? I like this quote. What our soul needs is not a day off, but a lot that will take off the burden from our hearts. Really? If you understand the meaning of Sabbath, if you understand that Jesus is the Lord of Sabbath, you will not be like, oh, calendar, check your calendar. When is the next long holiday? I want to take a healing, healing. Lah. You know? I mean, like, nothing wrong with that. Huh? You want to go for holiday, everything. But if you're waiting, looking forward for that to really rest, I tell you, you will get frustrated. You will get agitated when somebody asks you, hey, can you serve or not? Ah, you spoiler. You know, like, ah. Because you're looking for a day to rest when you actually don't need a day. You need a person, Jesus Christ, to give you the rest that you need. If you understand, say amen. amen. You know, Jesus mentioned about Sabbath after saying this in uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. That means those who are like busy, busy, work, 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 feeling anxious, tired. Because he said, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Not, you see, take note that Jesus do not say that he will point us towards what? The rest we long for. He will not, he's not giving us like, okay, this is the formula. If you want to be healed, want to healing, healing, okay, make sure you find a river, make sure the river has clear water, you know. No, 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 no. Jesus is pointing us to himself. As Lord of the Sabbath, the deepest rest lies in His possession. You want to have a deep rest? Go to Jesus. Amen? Yeah? No longer than we, you know, when we are tired physically, 
Yes, we need to rest, physically rest, sleep, and whatever. Go ahead. But remember, the, the real, the true Sabbath, the real rest that we need is having Jesus in our life. Amen? Amen. Jesus is the calm needed for every kind of restlessness, a Sabbath calm for every care, a Sabbath day for every soul. He is our true Sabbath. You know when this is mentioned about the yoke, or the verse is not, about yoke, you see? Why yoke? Because Jesus wants us to learn from him the real meaning of Sabbath. Yeah, I don't have the visual here uh, whereby you are, if you, I mean, this, this, this passage is very common, talk about yoke. So, um, in those days, if you want to train a young bull or buffalo to plow the, the ground, you have to partner or get that bull, to, the young bull, the junior bull, to work together with a senior, more experienced. So, with that yoke, so the, the, the young bull will learn where to go, how to do, when to stop, whatsoever. You see? So Jesus is inviting us. Said, Jesus said that, you want a true rest? Learn from me. I'll give you an example. Matthew chapter 8. If you still remember, Pastor Dan preached about this a few weeks ago. In the boat, it was storm. And then what is Jesus doing? Sleep. Storm way. How many of you want to have that kind of rest? Come on, come on. In the midst of storm. You know, like, you like, chill, chill. We have Jesus. A yoke is a tool that being used so that we can learn from Jesus. So God is inviting all of us today to find rest in Him. Again, let me bring back this indicator. You know, if you have unsettled thoughts, persistent dissatisfaction, seeking for external validation, excessive busyness, you neglecting your self-care or, or restlessness in relationship, maybe the least more, I'm going to tell you that the Lord of the Sabbath wants to refresh you this morning. This morning. Let's close our eyes and bow our head right now. Hallelujah. So how can we find our rest in Him? We can begin by following Jesus. No church, when we begin to feel our familiar restlessness, when there's insecurity, when the desire to escape consumes us, we can say that what we really want is not praise, not possessions, not a change of job or a city, not even rest or uh, like in the like physical rest, but what we need is Jesus, our Lord of the Sabbath. So today, I want you all to change this statement. When you say that, I long for a rest, I want to rest, that means what? I long for Jesus Christ. 
I want Him. I want Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Before we pray, I want to invite, especially for those of you, you might not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Personally, you, you heard about Him, but you never actually confessed to Him, that, to Jesus, that He is your Lord and Savior. And this morning, you felt that in your heart that, hey, I need this rest. I need this Sabbath. I need Jesus. So wherever you are right now, for the first time, if you say, like, you want to commit your life to Jesus, you say, Jesus, I want to give my life. I want to rest in you. For the first time, wherever you are, can you just quickly raise your hand so that I can pray for you? All eyes closed, all heads bowed. Those of you say, like, Jesus, I need you. Just raise your hands. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I want to pray for those with a restless heart right now, Lord Jesus. Maybe it's because of their family, they're feeling restless. Maybe because of their studies or work. Maybe because of their health. They're thinking about their future. They're feeling restless about their relationship, their finance, whatever, Lord, Father God. I pray right now that you will open their heart to your true Sabbath, Lord Jesus, which is you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to Live Podcast. We hope that you will be challenged by this message and you will share it with your friends, family member and co-worker. We hope you have a great day. God bless you.